Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me! Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, feel good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Comedian Jessica Seeley is with me today on the show. I'm very excited to talk to you and I love your story. I find one thing specifically interesting is that you're an LA based comedian, but you have spent a lot of time in the Bay Area, which where I just moved from there. So thank you for your time. Uh, and I appreciate you coming on. I'm excited to chat with you about your career and your projects and all fun things comedy for sure. Thanks so much. Yes, I kind of uh, got most of my start doing comedy in the Bay Area. That's where I moved after college. So, um, but now I'm back down to my original uh, place of origin, which is the LA area. So let's talk about comedy in the Bay because it's a big scene there with the punchline and Cobbs and all the other places where comics go to perform. What was your experience like cutting your teeth there as a comic? Because if you've never gone to a show there for people listening and watching, it's the same way here in Denver now, but there is like a group of comics that feature in middle and open for headliners that come through. And it's really a badge of honor to get to that place. Like what was your experience like? Because you've, perform there a lot. You talk about that a lot in some of your previous uh, bits and things like that. I, I I think it's cool just to talk to Bay Area comics or people who have been there. Yeah, honestly, perfect place for me to get my start in comedy. Um, after college, I went to college in Washington, so I kind of would dabble in comedy in Seattle, but I felt like when I would visit the Bay that it was a lot better of a fit for me, you know, especially with like all the queer culture and kind of all the history of like counterculture types of, you know, purple onion, like going sort of like uh, the, the, the Bay Area has such a rich um, comedy history of it being the place where you would go and like speak your mind. So it was a really good place for me, like <clears throat> to be in my early 20s and kind of explore things and find my voice. And it's a really supportive scene. I mean, the way that like things feel so important there, like, oh, I got to get on this show and this show was good to motivate me at the time. Although once you move to L.A. or the Bay or <clears throat> sorry, L.A. or New York or something, you kind of see, um, oh, that wasn't um, important at all. But um, fun to fun to kind of do the whole Bay scene, I think. It definitely shaped you as a comic for sure. 
and finding your voice most definitely. Yeah, I, I, I should say so. You know, I, I was always trying to uh, speak my mind about things and find the most interesting ways to talk about things going on. And, uh, you know, when you're young and, and, and you try to be the first to say something in the most interesting way. And, you know, now, now that I'm older, it's kind of just like, I'm just trying to like say what I feel. And I, I know, I know myself and uh, I just try to be authentic and it's, I'm not so like, Whoa, I'm saying this right now. This is crazy. <laughs> that so makes any sense. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So now today it's not so much about picking the hottest topic to right. talk about, but mostly just, talking in your own voice as a comic and writing in your own voice. If I understand you correctly, I think I understand. Right. And you know, that might be um, something more poignant, but it might not be. It's just, um, I think, I think what I'm trying to say is when I was younger, I thought I was a lot more important. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was doing something really crazy. (laughs) But looking back on it now and what you've said, and of course the internet keeps everything forever and now talking about what you talk about now it's a lot different right which i think is good because i would imagine as a comedian your voice and point of view is going to change at some point right sure yeah i mean uh that's that's true i don't i i don't know that it's it's like so different. Like, I don't right. feel like so different from when I started, but I think it, I've kind of more relaxed into myself a little. There's this video of me talking about this venue that I used to perform in called Lost Weekend Video that shut down, you know, when everything was like uh, so super gentrified. But it had this basement with a theater that was so cool. It was called the Cynic Cave. And um, I just loved it. It was like the perfect place to play. I don't know if you ever went there. Um, I didn't. Was, I went it was to in the mission and um, okay. I've heard of it though, but I never made it that way. But uh, the video, I'm like talking about why that space is important to me. And like the way I'm talking about it is like, you know, it's just a great place for me to work on my craft and hone my voice. And the way I'm talking is just like, so like, I I love that I felt like I was doing something so important. Um, and I maybe because it's comedy, I felt like I had to justify myself and the importance of it. But uh, it, it is funny, my little baby ego that I had coming up there and it has since been fully crushed and I'm probably better for it. Yes. I think all of those opportunities for humility are great for us. I know there's when I moved to LA, it was like bombing or even not getting up at open mics uh, the first year or so. And I would always go to this Wendy's in Hollywood and get a frosty and cry in my car afterwards and that was a that was a growing experience and shout out to wendy's for for keeping me uh okay yeah me too through my divorce but i digress Wendy's. Uh, yes well i want to know because you you build this career or you build this presence in the bay and then you make the leap to la la is very competitive it's very industry i've heard other comedians say that New York is a place to start and cut your teeth. And then you go to LA, New York is more accepting in some ways, and it's not so industry driven. There are industry people there, but it's not like a big deal. So I've heard the example of, and I have a point here. I do promise 
like New York is the seller, right? Everybody wants to go to the seller and get passed by SD or go to the comedy store and get passed by whoever's passing people now. When you moved to LA, what was the goal for your career as a comic? Gosh, unfortunately, I've never been so good at making goals or like having, Okay, <laughs> I just like, I was, just, I've just, so for better, for worse, I've just always been like, I want to be good at stand up. That's good. And I want to have it noticed and I want to be able to get on shows, but I haven't been so specific as I want to be passed at the comedy store. I want, okay. I want to do this. Like a goal for this year is like, I want to record a, my album. I want to record a good album with what I have. And you know, little things like that. But uh, uh, that's kind of a weakness in me is that I, I am not so uh, t- tuned into industry things and uh, um, uh, that. But uh, I will say, you know, New York, I, I have always had a fantasy, a little New York fantasy. I think in a way it's a it's a more fun place for stand up. But um, uh, L.A. is really cool, too. I just, um, you know, in terms of breaking into like why you would move here, I don't know, like. As, as I've lived here, I've just kind of gotten older and I'm like, ah, I don't know, man, the world's falling apart. What a, what what am I going to do? I have a show. Who cares? Is, is that good? Do I need more therapy? Yeah, but that's uh, uh, just my honest answers that uh, what I liked about moving to L.A. is I got I was very depressed in the Bay the last year. It kind of felt like being a super senior when I was in college. I was a super senior in college. And uh, all my friends had graduated and it was kind of just depressing. And, you know, in in the Bay, I felt like I had done every show. I had impressed everyone I wanted to impress. I would never get nervous to go up anymore. It just kind of felt like. But when I'd come down to L.A., I would get nervous and I'd be like, who are these people? And I still feel that way here. Like it's still challenging. Hmm. And New York is obviously just electric. So it's kind of just being somewhere that motivates me and having people on shows that are better than me and interesting and fun to hang around. Not that the Bay didn't have that. It's just I felt like um, uh, uh, like I wasn't scared enough of it anymore. That's a really honest answer. And I love it. I think that's fantastic. I think when you get too comfortable with anything, it's important to stretch yourself, especially in the craft of comedy when it is a craft, an art form to get up and tell stories and tell jokes, watching it, talking to comics. I think what you do is so different. So when you were in the Bay, were you pretty much a solid utility comic in the sense of you were good and people could call on you to open or feature for a comic that was passing through and you just knew that you were going to have a great set. And this was like a good way to continue to get better. You know, back when I lived in the Bay, I feel like the alt scene was so much stronger. Okay. The alternative comedy. And I was like a part of that. So I actually wasn't like, I think I was a host at that time at the clubs and I did good, but I think I'm, I'm actually a lot better being a, a u- utility comic now. I think that's what you said. Like, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm a more stable opening act now than I was okay. back then. Yeah. I was, um, I was into doing the alt scene back, back in my my 20s so and then there were all these festivals that were a big deal to me the bridge towns and the and all that you know so i was i was into doing that kind of stuff you know 
I love it. So now you're in LA, you're working regularly. Where are you at now as a comedian, as far as being comfortable in your own skin, speaking in your own voice, your point of view and all of that? feel a lot more comfortable in my own skin, of course, you know, being in my 30s. I think I have done a lot of therapy. I'm a lot more like forgiving of myself and how immensely flawed I am. And I understand my like intrinsic ancient selfhood that I have that goes beyond any experience or thought or uh, worldly uh, expression of myself. So um, I, I feel... I feel pretty solid. I feel solid in making mistakes. And when I do bomb and um, I am, I am because I just recorded an album, like in the process of really trying to work on new jokes and it's like a little bit ugly, you know, it's a little bit ugly part of the process where it's like, Oh, apparently that's really boring or that's really, you know, it's like uh, trying to tap into what, what's actually um, alive for me that is actually funny is hard. Yeah. That's the side of comedy that not a lot of people are familiar with is the writing process and going up. And as a side note, we have so many great brewery shows here where I live in Loveland. There's like literally one you could go to every night. I think those shows are just as fun, if not more fun in some ways than going to a club and paying 30 bucks to see a headliner because you really get the rawness and the authenticity of the comic when you're going up in front of 25 to 30 people and there's no like safety net, so to speak. Yeah. I, I prefer that. I mean, I, I love a good club experience, but um, just a, a smaller little weird crowd is, is where I feel like I can explore and have fun. I love it. Well, I want to ask, you mentioned you're working on new material now. You're working on a new album. Blonde Medicine, I believe, right, is where you're working on. Yeah, no, that's the, yeah, that's the album I just put out uh, with Blonde Medicine. So I'm not working on that. It's out. It's done. It's recorded. It's, um, uh, it's I, I don't know what when this show will come out, but uh, as of today, it's coming out tomorrow. So it'll come um, so out later tomorrow. Yeah. So that's awesome. Let's talk about that. That's a huge badge of honor as a comic to put an album out. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. It, it's just like a, I, I just really love the material on it. And uh, I just wanted to get it out there and release it and not try to possess it anymore. <laughs> I love it. So when you're working on something like this, when do you get to a place of comfortability where you're like, okay, this is a good solid hour, 45 minutes. I'm ready for the world to hear what I have to say. Never. <laughs> I'm never ready. I just have to decide like enough, Jessica, let it go. You know, cause I know the material works and, and, you know, even since I've recorded it, I've been like, I could out a tag here and, you know, um, uh, I, I just like the way, it, honestly, it's just like, I, it's like you get bored of telling it, but you know, it's your best material and you have to move on. <laughs> um, so like, I like the idea of having it recorded and we made, we made cassettes. Um, I have one here if you want to see. So the album's called, oh, it's all blurred. Oh, that's I put, great. I love I that it in front of me. Um, so it's called Weird Vibes and um, and they're just great jokes. Uh, but, you know, you ask how how do I know when I'm ready? And it's just like 
who's ready for things? No, I'm never ready for things. You just right. have to, you just have to cut the cord at some point and just move on. I love it. No, I think that's a great answer because again, you can work on something and sit on it for a really long time and then never release it. And then maybe there's somebody out there that needs to hear what you have to say and they now get to hear it. Well, now that it's out, are you touring with it? What, what are you working on in that regard? Um, I did a little bit of, um, running around with it the last few weeks. Um, and now I'm kind of like, just like, for a minute doing shows in LA and seeing if I can come up with at least new little bits so that, you know, if someone gets my album and they see me on the road, some of it'll be different and some of it'll be good. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've been, uh, out of town a lot, so I'm just taking a minute to enjoy the best time of LA, which is the autumn autumn in LA is just, yeah, it's uh, a beautiful season for sure. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I have snow here in Colorado, so I, I'm not a fan of snow. It's not fun <laughs> at all. I lived in the Bay for a very long time, as I mentioned at the beginning, and we moved here a year ago, so it's a much different environment. I do want to ask you, I know every comedian and comic has a different process, but when it comes to writing, are you a notepad person? Take it up on stage. Okay, that's what you like to do. Um, do I take it up on stage a lot? No, not really, but sometimes, but yeah, I have a notepad. Um, I have a little, one of those little moleskin notebooks is what I, what I always have. And it's just, it's just like, um, it's a little psycho. It just always has so many, I actually have one here, as you can see, I, I always have these pieces of paper laying around and I just throw them away because they all say almost the same thing. Oh, again, it's too, I have the blurred background on, but just like, it just says insane things. Um, and it looks like, um, the notebook that the Joker has in that movie with Joaquin (laughs) Phoenix, that the therapist is like looking at it and she's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, that's what my notebook looks like, to be honest. Um, so, um, sometimes if I don't want to bring a notebook up, but I want to like try to remember to work on different things. I write it on this part of my hand. Okay. Um, I write little words on this part of my hand, which you, you might judge me for. Um, but Hey, whatever. (laughs) I love it. Well, congratulations on the album. That's so cool that you put it on cassette tape. I think that's great. Um, right. We have little pens too. Nice. Nice. And is that merchandise available on your website to order that stuff? Uh, it should be. I'll put it on there. It's definitely on Blonde Medicine's website. Okay. Um. But I'll, I'll try to make a little page for my website. My website is mostly useless. It's like you can go to jessicaseely.com and look at a picture of me if you want to. Um. But if you are trying to watch what I'm doing and how to get things and how to go to things, I would say my Instagram's basically your best bet. Congratulations on the success. And do you have any plans to come to Denver anytime soon? Are you working on things or still figuring out some stuff? No current plans, but love Denver would love to. I'll let you know for sure. I'll hit you up. Um, Awesome. Well, Jessica, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And congratulations on everything. Yay. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you! If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care. <laughs>